Welcome to the State of Business with the Ohio Society of CPAs. I'm Jessica Salerno, Senior Content Manager at OFCPA, and this is the show where we bring you the latest news impacting the business and accounting world from top experts. In this episode, I'm speaking with Barb Smoot, President and CEO of the Women for Economic and Leadership Development. Barb and I discuss the process of serving on a board of directors, and you can hear more from her at the July 22nd Women, Wealth, and Wellness virtual event on the same topic. Go to ohiocpa.com rise to register. Barb and I discussed what you should be thinking of first when serving on a board, how to get the most out of your experience, what qualities you'll need to be successful during your board service, and much more. We kicked things off when I asked Barb why it's beneficial for an individual to serve on a board in the first place. Here's what she had to say. I think the first place to start is it differs by the type of board that you plan on serving on. Um, I like to start off with explaining that with nonprofit boards, you're typically looking at 501c3 organizations, maybe some associations, and really the benefits to serving on the board of directors for a nonprofit board is the ability to move the mission of an organization forward, to be able to give back to the community in a way that you're passionate about. And yes, you'll put some serious sweat equity into some of these nonprofit boards, but you're really there making a difference um, in the communities where you where you work and live um, by being uh, by donating your time, talent, and treasure. Um, and then if you look at government boards and commissions, um, these are community boards where typically you go through an appointment process. In this way, this is about giving back um, through civic engagement. Being a taxpayer is simply not enough. Um, you got to get involved. Every day there are people making decisions about where you can walk your dog and, and, and how high your fence can be, et cetera. And you may not be aware of that. Um, I think with government boards and commissions, uh, they too suffer from the challenges of not enough diversity on them. So there's an opportunity for you to bring a different perspective to those boards. And then lastly, the for-profit board. Um, and this is where women and, and people of color are are least represented. This is a real opportunity to uh, influence um, and help our companies perform better and be more responsible in how they achieve profit and growth. Um, we all know the stories of, of, of companies, public companies um, that, that imploded because of poor board governance, um, excessive risk-taking, um, poor ethics, if you will. You know, being on a for-profit board, you know, you're there for governance and making sure that these companies who employ uh, people, use resources, um, have a good uh, balance of perspectives there. So, you know, that's another important reason. At the end of the day, though, Jessica, being on a board is not about you. Um, it's, it's not about you having your own personal chessboard where you can use the organization to benefit, to the benefit of your career or business. But that being said, if you join a board or are appointed to a board, it's a great opportunity to learn new skill sets. It's a great opportunity to build new relationships and give back in a way to build stronger economies, stronger companies, and stronger communities. And can you tell me more about uh, your own board experience? I've been fortunate to be able to serve on both um, nonprofit boards and government boards and commissions. 
Early in my career in financial services, I was on the board of the Nationwide Federal Credit Union. It was a phenomenal opportunity uh, to give back to, to the credit union, which is a member-based organization. I, I learned all kinds of new skills as a result of it and, and actually gained some new experience around what a, quote, sponsored demutualization looks like. And I just use that term loosely to describe the acquisition process that occurred when um, a company bought the credit union. I've had an opportunity to be uh, on a school board, uh, uh, a Catholic school board, um, when my children were in school. And I've, I've been a, a, on the Columbus Women's Commission, um, and I'm on the board of zoning appeals for my community. So I've had both experiences around um, nonprofit boards, but also government boards and commissions. One of the things that I, I told myself is that if I'm going to do this, I'm going to make sure that I, I put um, my back into it. You get out of something what you put into it. So by that, I meant I, I just didn't join the organizations. I took on leadership roles uh, where I could. Um, I'm on the board of the, one of the largest nonprofit providers of affordable housing right now, and I chair the Audit, Finance, and Risk Committee. When I was on the Weld Board, I shared membership uh, at the, on the Credit Union Board. I was the nominating committee uh, chair uh, and second vice chair, and I chaired the Pay Equity Committee for the Columbus Women's Commission. You know, it, it's not, you know, again, it's not enough to be on a board. Uh, consider a leadership position on a board. Um, you really get a, a, a good view of governance works uh, when you step into those leadership roles. So those are just some of the boards and commissions that I've been on. And Barb, it sounds like you have a lot of experience with, like you mentioned, a variety of, of different types of boards. If someone is interested in this, but um, they've never done it before, what should they ask themselves before, you know, they really commit themselves to uh, this experience? The first question is, what is your motive for wanting to serve? For nonprofit boards, again, you really, it is work. It involves you getting involved. Um, you might have to go out with the CEO of the organization to, to ask for money. Um, if the organization is large enough where they have a staff, um, you, you'll have that opportunity to work with staff. But maybe you are a working board in that you are an operational board because there isn't staff. So you have to really want to serve, believe in the mission of the organization, and be willing to do the work involved. It, it, you just don't show up to a meeting, have a board meeting, and then you're done. Most of the work is going to occur outside the, the meeting, so it's important to, to ask yourself, do you have the time? Meeting attendance is important. As a person on a board, you are a fiduciary of that organization. And in order to be a fiduciary, you need to understand what's going on, ask all the right questions during an oversight role. And you can't do that if you don't show up to meetings or if the meetings conflict with your schedule. And then lastly, you know, do you have the skill sets? And if not, are you willing to, to work to get them? Um, you know, it's, it's important to learn about the mission of the organization. It's important to learn about the industry of, of the company whose board you're going to sit on. Um, there may be some technical aspects that you're going to have to invest time to, to, to learn about. And that's important that you do that so that you can become an effective board member. Um, if you have a desire to help move an organization forward from a fiduciary 
uh, a governance standpoint, a strategic oversight, but even you know, just as important, be able to influence generative discussions in the boardrooms, to, to ask the questions and participate in discussions that broaden thinking, get different voices around the table, and, and think about more broadly what an organization should be doing, could be doing, or, or should stop doing for that matter. And is there a type of skill set that you would say really lends itself well to uh, serving on a board? The, the first one I had was executive level functioning. Uh, being on a board is not about micromanaging um, staff or volunteers. You know, executive level functioning is important. You are going to be working with people who are not at your, you know, don't work in your company probably. So having the skills, relationship skills to build uh, strong um, partnerships with people that are around the table with you are will be really important. The ability to listen and ask the right questions is important. And then governance skills is understanding the difference between oversight and what management is accountable to doing. Financials, you know, this <laughs> funny I mentioned financials and with the organization that we're talking about right now. Um, women who understand financials, my goodness, um, you have your pick a lot of times on, on board opportunities. It, it, it is difficult or will be difficult for individuals to be on a board if they don't understand the metrics. You know, how revenue is raised by an organization or what are the key sources of revenue? How, what are the expense drivers? What should the financials look like? How to look, view financials so that they can ask the right questions of management? So, you know, those who are in the accounting profession are uniquely positioned in this regard. Again, understanding the role of the board versus management is important. And then for uh, government boards and commissions, there's an added layer to think about. Rules for public meetings, sunshine laws, conflict of interest and disclosure. The appointment process for government boards and commissions is a real deal. Uh, for Depending upon what you're applying for, they may need copies of your financials. Uh, you gotta be, and I put in quotation marks, clean. <laughs> and by that, I mean, um, if there's some things on your record that, that would be disclosed or you know could potentially cause issues, you, you gotta think about, is, is this a good fit for you? You know, I, I like to tell people, live your life as if someday um, it might be under a microscope because you just never know when it might. And Barb, you mentioned one of the difficulties might be, you know, if someone doesn't understand metrics or, or has a hard time um, reading them, are there any other things that maybe someone should, you know, prepare themselves like, hey, this might be tough during your board experience, or this might be really important, and you're definitely going to have to learn this? So there are a, a lot of uh, courses out there where people can take on board governance and what, what makes a good board member, um, the whole government boards and commissions uh, uh, process, appointment process. Well, does a lot of that. There are others in the community that, that does does them as well, especially around nonprofit boards. You know, fundamentally, um, the example that I like to give is you, you just never know what you might find yourself, um, a company may find itself involved in. 
those people who were on public company boards or on a lot of different boards who may have not, um, who were able to just go to the regular board meetings, do their regular board work, and then COVID-19 hit and all of a sudden you're having board meetings every other day, it seems like. Can't underestimate that time commitment. So time management and making sure that you have the flexibility uh, to attend board meetings is important. And then, you, you know, for an organization, if you think about where we're at right now from a demographic point, the baby boomers are retiring. You're going to start seeing a lot of CEOs retiring. So as a board member, you may be involved in um, CEO search. Uh, I'd like to say that those are easy, but a lot of times those are not easy uh, doing, going through CEO transitions. So those are just like just a couple of the things that um, people might have to be mindful of that they may be involved in um, while serving on a board. Um, yes, they're challenging, but then you'll learn a lot as a result of it as well. And I know earlier at the beginning of our discussion, Barb, you mentioned, you know, you should be looking to serve the organization um, from your time on this board, but what should someone be looking to, what experience should someone be looking to gain from their time serving on a board? Certainly um, the understanding how to be um, effective in a group of uh, individuals that are from outside your company, because everyone is bringing their own different culture from their organization um, to these discussions. So, you know, understanding how to perform in that environment and understanding how to bring everyone to the table and get everyone aligned around a common goal is an excellent skill that um, serving on a board will, will help you build and, and strengthen. In addition, uh, some of the things that I mentioned before, just the give back that you, you give when you're on nonprofit boards. You, you really have the ability to save lives for some of the, depending upon the mission of the nonprofit board you might be in. And then again, you know, serving on for-profit boards, um, certainly the ability to impact the conversation so that companies come out stronger and that they are achieving profits in, in ways that are not harmful to uh, our, 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 our environment, um, to people, and that are inclusive in, in their approach. This only works if when you get in that room, you have the courage to speak up. It's not enough to have a seat at the table and then not use your voice when you get there. So it's important to have that courage before you even walk in the door, because if you don't have the confidence in yourself to fully participate and bring to bear the skills that you have um, to the table, then you know the ability to gain anything from serving on a board will, will be a, a bigger challenge if you're, if you're not willing to take that chance and, and speak up and, and bring all of you to the board. And I love that you mentioned courage and being willing to speak up. Do you find, um, or have you heard from people who are serving on boards for the first time or very much it's a new experience to them that that's something they have a hard time with is, is speaking up? Sometimes they do, and there are some things that they can do to help them build their courage. For example, if, um, you know, 
when people get on boards for the first time, and if they don't know a lot of the board members, it's important for them to reach out in between meetings, you know, establish coffee dates with people, get to know people, let them get to know you. Because when you, when you can build relationships like that, it makes bringing up difficult issues in the boardroom uh, an easier experience. Um, the the other thing is, you know, other individuals have mentioned that sometimes they're the only whatever in the room, the only woman, the only person of color, et cetera. So allyship is extremely important and making sure that you you have some folks on that on the board who will serve as allies and, you know, back you up in, in some conversations. And, you know, for the difficult conversations, it's best, and, and people will tell you this, talk to people before you get to that meeting and make sure you understand the issues and they understand the issues. And I, I will put a caveat in there that for government boards and commissions, you have to be careful about doing that because there are rules around, quote, meetings when there's when there a certain number of people involved. So, you know, this part of the discussion is around nonprofit boards and some for-profit boards. We can really reach out to people and, and get a feel for where they're at with things and ask questions of them and have them ask questions of you too. And if someone really wants to serve on a board, but they don't know where, they don't know how to start, what should they do? Volunteer. Um, with nonprofit boards, that's a great place to start. What are you passionate about? Get involved with the organization, volunteer, get to know people, try to meet some of the board members, staff, et cetera. That's an opportunity to see if that's going to be a good fit for you and um, make you give you a feel for whether or not it's an organization where if you put sweat equity into it, it doesn't necessarily feel like work, right? If it's something that you totally enjoy doing, um, no one's going to have to chase you down to get you involved, to get you to volunteer. So I would say start off by volunteering. And there are so many ways to volunteer and get engaged in an organization. That's a good start. Join a committee uh, for the, to plan an event, plan a fundraiser, et cetera. That's an excellent way to do it. For government boards and commissions, like I said, these meetings are public meetings. Go to some of these uh, public meetings and sit in and listen, and listen in on them so you get a feel for what it's like and what's expected. Um, it'll, it'll give you uh, maybe a sense of comfort of, yeah, I can do that. Or no, that might not be a good fit for me. Um, for one of the, the boards that I sit on, again, they're open to the public. The meetings are recorded, um, you know, in process, you know, in eternity, it's all out there for people to see. So you can actually go to some of these meetings to see if this would, serving on these types of boards and commissions would be of interest to you. It doesn't matter that you're on a board so much as if you're on the board, make sure that you're contributing. Um, be a person that's going to make an impact to the good of the organization, whether it's a nonprofit, government board or commission, or a for-profit organization. Um, you, you have to have the courage going in to, to bring your skill sets to the table and also the confidence. Um, and women have a lot to offer. Women and women of color have a lot to offer. And they shouldn't feel like, number one, they have to have every single qualification in order to apply. There is no substitution for passion and willingness to work. 
Thank you to Barb for taking the time to speak with me about what it's like serving on a board. Remember, you can hear more from her and other fantastic speakers at the Women, Wealth, and Wellness virtual conference on July 22nd. Go to ohiocpa.com rise to register. So what'd you think of the episode? You can let me know at jsalerno, J-S-A-L-E-R-N-L at ohiocpa.com. And please rate and review us on whatever podcast app you're using. We always appreciate the feedback. Thanks for listening.